0: Welcome back to another episode of the Safeties Off Show. Got to get my Dirty Duck Cup. Proud sponsor. If you haven't already, go and listen to the last or watch or both. Uh, Watch and listen to the last episode with the Dirty Duck owners. It was a good one. Enjoyed having them on. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Justin Rogers. Justin Rogers, everybody. Glad to be here. Where's my... I have an applause thing. We can't hear it, but they can. Ah, There we go. Um... I'm going to get to our sponsors, and then me and Justin are going to talk about
1: basically why I look like
0: I've been hit with a sack of bricks. Uh, I am tired. Yeah. Tired today, and I can feel it. I know I'm wearing it, but...
1: Man, it's Labor Day. You had a day Labor off. Day, and I put all the labor in today <laughs> for the
0: whitetail. So, our uh, first sponsor, Dirty Duck Coffee. Years ago, a passion and legacy was created over a common obsession for the wild pursuit of waterfowl. It evolved into a coffee and apparel brand called Dirty Duck. I've replaced my coffee with Dirty Duck. It's the easiest ad read of all time because the coffee's awesome and their gear's great too. Check them out. Use promo code KCO15. 15% off your entire purchase. This next one, I got to make a little goodie bag. I got to make a little bag of this stuff for you and for Jordan to try. Yeah. Um, It's pretty legit. Pre-workout, Dino climbing. Use KCO15 at checkout when you purchase their pre-workout. Says it's a pre-workout for climbers, but technically you're a climber. You know,
1: technically, that is correct. You're a tree climber. I climbed a tree four times yesterday, and then I woke up, and it's the first thing I did today that was like I couldn't I, get I it off your brain. On, you're such and a I tree went climber. Yeah, I climbed a tree. God, you're mm. such
0: a you're such a climber. You're such a cool guy. So use KCO15 to check out when you buy Dino Climbing's pre workout. I have the berry, pretty dang good. It's actually Bigfoot Berry is what it's called. Uh, and our next sponsor is Triptek we followed these guys forever. It's a 5-in-1 hunting multi-tool. i got it right here. It's like my fidget spinner during the episode. Check it
1: out. Did you just bring back fidget spinners? I did
0: bring back fidget spinners right there. <laughs> I play with it during the episode. Uh, it works as a punch. You use it to unscrew choke tubes. Upland hunters can even use it to distinguish between mature or juvenile birds. It's an awesome piece of equipment that you must have on your lanyard. Let's get to the show, let's talk about some whitetail deer.
1: Bro, I almost caught that one. you got that heater on full blast. you got all the windows down, and you're just... <laughs> you're such a... <laughs>
0: all right, so Justin, you have been grinding. You and Jordan have been
1: grinding. Well, I mean, one of us has been grinding, mm. and the other one is Jordan.
0: It took... 20 seconds to call out Jordan <laughs> in this episode. That's a new record.
1: Yeah, hey, but my man's been stepping it up recently. Yeah, he for went, sure.
0: He went. okay, so y'all, f- you filmed a couple scouting videos, mm-hmm. scouting public land, and then you scouted with Jordan once mm-hmm. and posted that video. Yep. That's the one that's doing pretty well for yeah. us. It's like 600 views or so, I don't know. Um. Jordan's video techniques are interesting. Yeah. They're interesting. Cause so, I watched the video and the first thing I thought I was like, "Holy cow, this is the best one of all time. 100%. This is this is the best one we have." Um it was pretty good. And then I go into the the grumpy old man's office at work. If you listened to the last episode, you know about the <laughs> grumpy old man I work with. I go in there and he was like, "Tyler, really? Why is the cameraman <laughs> shooting to a dead turtle?" And I was like, "Dang, I didn't even I didn't even think of it like that. Because we
1: couldn't get a shot of a live bird. Yeah,
0: live, yeah, like, (laughs) there had to have been a bird out there he could have got a picture of, or a video of, or anything. i got to fix my chair. But yeah, a dead turtle. (laughs) Just, just all of a sudden, it's like good, it's like focusing on things. Oh, it's a cool little grasshopper, spiderweb, dead turtle. (laughs) So, if that's what you were scouting for... You got it.
1: Hey, we're locked on to the dead turtles. Yes, dead turtles. Not did manifold. you mark it on your on X? Uh, you know, I, I did You should have. Uh, Moron. Gonna, we're not going to be able to find that dead turtle shell. Idiot. But I'll tell you what, I was really impressed with him. Uh, if, you, if you watch the video, you see that he's, he's actually never ran a camera before like that. Like, the no. only thing he's ever used is an iPhone. And here we are with a Canon G50, and um, I had him out of the truck, and I, I got a new support system. Um, if you watch the first... Yeah, it was scouting sweet. video that I did. I am so sorry for the nausea that I caused you because oh, yeah. it's so hard to hold that thing. I mean, I tried to pan over to a deer, and just the fine movement of your hand, you can't get it to stop. Right. So that little base does wonders. Uh, but yeah, first time running it. Like he was doing, he was doing some really good stuff. And, and a matter of fact, he came up to the house yesterday, and we were climbing up trees together, um, <laughs> which my wife made fun of us immensely. As um, yes she should. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, he's making, he's getting these shots. Uh, you know, he's he's doing some sweeps, and some of it wasn't the greatest. But like, you could take it and clip it, and it ended up being some really cool shots. Yeah. in some of the places where he was like, ah, I couldn't, I couldn't get it to focus right for a second, and like that was the best shot where it was going yeah. from out of focus to in focus, yeah. and it was some cool things he accidentally did, but turned out really good. Yeah,
0: that's what uh, well, that's what you just got to do, anyways, with anything is just do it eventually you'll get better at it and now you'll accidentally do things like that and you're like all right i'm basically a videographer now like i'm a you know i'm a pro no it's tough in those cameras your camera's sweet i wish i had one um but the dslrs the mirrorless cameras those mm-hmm. like they focus in and out and that's what gives it that cinematic feel like right. all these guys are doing like when you can focus in on the hunter like whoever's a shooter and then you know you focus in further and into the deer like that's the coolest shot of all time that gets mm-hmm. that gets me fired up. Yeah. And I said fired up. That's five minutes into the episode. I say fired up in hundred percent a lot on this, but it is what it is. I'm you know, excited it's when I talk you. about yeah, and when I it's talk you. about the outdoors, I get fired up. Okay, those sorry. Are t-shirt ideas waiting to happen. Fired up hundred uh, percent. But Jordan did a good job. But those scouting videos are sick. I uh, I actually learned something from Justin Rogers. I don't know if I learned something as much as I was reminded of it, but like your scrapes, or not your scrapes, when you were talking about rubs on the video, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. How, you know, you were trying to figure out where he was going or where he was coming from. Now, granted, they were old rubs, so, you know, deer may or may not be in there. Right. But when when he was there, this is what he traveled, so it's most likely what other deer are going to travel. Mm-hmm. So explain a little bit about what you found. and
1: Yeah, so just taking – It is really simple stuff whenever you you stop for a second. And and like you said, this is essentially scouting right now is seeing what did the deer do last year. Correct. Um, And really the best time to do this type of scouting is immediately following season when you don't have all the vegetation that's grown. Um, So it really is a disadvantage. And we're pretty much at the time where you're going to have to be scouting acorns um, or food sources because that's what they're going to be on in October. Um, so all of this is just kind of a little bit of getting yourself in the groove of it. Mm -hmm. But what we were looking at was, um, a particular rub line and a pinch point, but all of the rubs were on the same side of the tree. And so it's, it's a very simple thing when you just stop and go, Oh, if they're all on the same side, that means he was approaching the trees from the same direction each time, which Mm -hmm. tells you which way he's walking. Right. And so if that's where he's walking out, he has to be coming from that direction that he was – or the opposite direction of where he was heading out from. Right. Where he was at.
0: Right. Makes a lot of sense. And then you said you said it, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit more is, I you know, I grew up hunting in box stands and, and shooting my rifle, you know, 100 yards, killing deer. The deer was there. It wasn't. Yeah. It's just how it was. We corned up, rice bran, whatever. We planted food plots. Uh, that's just how it was. And the only sign I ever really looked for as a kid were scrapes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hey, there's a buck here. And that's the most fun, too. It's the most obvious. Yeah. I mean, they've scratched a whole, you know, spot in the dirt. Super obvious. Rubs are so much harder to find, mm-hmm. I feel like. Rubs you've got to kind of be looking for. Uh, same thing when you can see the vegetation the deer are eating. Mm-hmm. It looks like your mom went out there and, and clipped the flowers. Right. You know, they just took off the top. That's not, that's not something you look for all the time. Yeah. But – you make a good point in saying that you should scout um, in in I'm going to say March, February, March. Yeah. It's, you know, at least February I like
1: I mean our our season ends January 31st. There's yeah. Sherburn WMA is the only public land that is beyond January 31st in yeah. Louisiana. Um, and so honestly February 1st yeah. is the best time to scout.
0: I uh, and and it's because you make a great point Right now, you go out there. You're gonna find where deer are eating, and they've been eating for months. Mm-hmm. That will work for about a month. Yep. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, they're they're maybe at a the couple point, of weeks. They're at the yeah. It, it's gonna be short term. They're right. They're at the point right now. The acorns aren't quite falling here where we are in Louisiana. Um, I know up north they're starting to fall a little bit, so they're already seeing some of the ranges change. Yeah, but. Bucks have a summer range and a fall range, and so they'll move a mile away depending on food source at a time. Right. And so, yeah, right now, what they're eating right now, I guarantee in a month and a half, they will not be eating that anymore.
0: Correct. You know what they're going to be looking for? Them yellow acorns. Corn. Corn. (laughs) It's corn. Corn out of the bag, boy. (laughs) That apple flavor I got from Walmart today. (laughs) No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Last weekend – me and Travis and Jacob went to that land that we just acquired, mm-hmm. uh, north Louisiana, almost to Arkansas, actually, and we just were scouting around. I mean, we were in a hurry. We were just yeah. riding, or not even riding, we were walking. I was almost running, so I just wanted to put my eyes on different things on the yeah. map. I saw where some low spots were, some water was, and just blah, 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 and some transition lines between like pines and what looked like hardwoods. and. So I was like, I just want to look at it. I just want to see it. I'm not really getting to look, you know, for rubs or for tracks or anything. I just legitimately want to see the land. Mm-hmm. And I got rushed, and toward the end, we had to roll out, and have my cell cam and a thing of corn. I was like, ah, screw it. I just put it in, like, almost dead center of this 260 acres, mm-hmm. and was like, we're just going to see if anything smells this or whatever. I don't think anything even walked there. I was like, Forget it. We're just going to put it there and see what happens. So I put a 50-pound bag of corn and a mineral block because I bought in a mineral block. We had all these plans. We are going to do a billion different things. So I was like, maybe they'll smell it, and they'll just come over here. It took a week for the mm-hmm. deer to find it because they're not they're not going through. There was There's no so reason. Much for,
1: food everywhere. Yeah, there else. was no
0: reason. Well, I think, too, there was no reason for them to go through there. Like where I put it. They're not going to a bedding area or going to eat or going to water, which they're getting a ton of their water through their vegetation and through what they're actually eating right now anyways. But um, I just was in a panic. But I will say, one week from the day I put it out, a doe finds it that morning right at daylight. Doe comes back two more times. So now she's got it in her brain. She's like, all right, this corn's here every time I come. I'm coming. And she looked young. Uh, But after that, I meant to show you a picture. Old Big Daddy. Big Daddy must have caught wind of it back at home or something. Yeah. Because he was like, you know what, I'm going to go check it out. So now it's, you know, we've got them coming in, coming in, coming in. Um, but I do agree, like, right now it's hard, to, it's hard to pull them off that natural source. Yeah. It's hard to change their, their brain into thinking, I can go here now, too, when they're really just like, you know, safe. This is what I do. This is where I go. Now, granted, it's all going to change. You just want to have that corn and that stuff available for when it does change. Yeah. When they're like, hey, there's no vegetation. Acorns are dropping. I can go, acorns? Or, oh, look, there's this corn here on the ground. Right. I mean, so I, I'm, I'm going to put corn out year-round, and uh, I'm, I'm going to hunt some food sources and what, too, like some acorns and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I'm putting corn out. Yeah. I'm going to hunt over corn. I mean, if
1: you have private land, you know, it's it's legal.
0: You're not a guy that says you shouldn't do it. It's not hunting.
1: No, dude. I, I mean, I just got off my lease this yeah. year. Um, so, like, my, my hunting background, um, whenever I did go hunting growing up, like, we were – my grandpa threw out corn. Now, he would not pay for a feeder, but he would go to a spot. It was, like, five minutes from his house. Yeah. But every morning he would go out with, like, a coffee can full of corn to different spots and just sling corn. Love that. Um yeah, it like now as as a more experienced hunter, it makes me cringe because I'm like, man, you're getting your scent up in there all the time. But they probably got to know him as like the candy man. Yeah, you know, yeah like that guy like, at church oh, you like, can hey, smell- it's yeah. That guy. You, you know? can
0: smell the old man <laughs> on this. Yeah. This is it. The corn's going to be yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a good point. I, see like I just poured straight out of the bag. I know yeah. there are those guys that are like, don't put your hand in there. I can remember as a kid doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad killed like a almost 160 almost scored 160 it was a 10 point at a pipe feeder yeah and right next to the trough that i had just put my hands all through so like it's gonna happen freak things are gonna happen but increase your odds and don't stick your hand in your corn yeah you know like (laughs) don't throw it out with your hand but so right now just in case i do post pictures of where i've thrown corn at i'm throwing corn out of the bag right now because i don't know where the heck i'm gonna put my feeder yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what these deer are doing, where they're coming from. No, I will
1: say, man, there's something to, um, at least in my experience here, like the feeders, big bucks avoid the feeder, like the, the spinning feeder. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've had much better luck uh, on the leases that I have hunted and put corn out and places where I have just dumped corn on the ground mm-hmm. out of the bag than if I have a motorized feeder i don't know what it is i mean it makes sense i mean i mean they gotta
0: know something's up
1: they might come there at two in the morning right but that also could be the fact that there's so many other corn piles in the area yeah you know you have a section of land that you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of other joe blows out there just they're mowing going to, to them walk down. The ways to find somebody else corn.
0: no that's that's something to that i think for sure uh I mean, if a hog can figure out, a deer for sure can. Because if the hog hears that spinner going off, mm-hmm. poof, it's like it's lunchtime. They're rolling oh, yeah. out. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the deer's probably thinking, too, like, you know, when that spinner comes out, we go to, we eat. Somebody gets somebody keeps dying. You yeah. know, it's like, uh, <laughs> what's the one? What's the one? The lottery. You know, the lottery, the story of the lottery. <laughs> when they throw rocks at it, it's like every every time I go here, like, somebody dies. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to keep throwing my corn out just for now at least, but I am going to put an on-time feeder, no free ads, on-time feeders, if you want to send us a, another feeder. Uh, that'd be really nice. We're too broke to have free ads. Wait, that's a great point. I always say just because I'm a freaking moron, I'm always like, no free ads, send me something. But I'm way too broke to not get something for free. Oh, thank God for our sponsors.
1: So on your private land, you're going to beat up some spots. I'll let you know I have a uh, Groundhog Max that you can attach to your four-wheeler. and You can plant some some remote food plots if you want to use it. It's funny you Uh, say that
0: because we're – yeah, I might have to. But so this land that we're doing now – and I hope they listen to this podcast. I know the guy who who had it. Maybe he'll listen. So we acquired this land back from the people who've been leasing it for years – um, and we're going to hunt it now as a family. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to manage it, manage it, in air quotes. So I'm going to get to plant the food plots, get it yeah. bush hog, get it dissed if I want to, put the stands where we want to put them, and just kind of help oversee that whole process. And mm-hmm. to me, that I'm giddy over that.
1: Bro, that's one of my favorite things in the world. Yes. Uh, so uh, I would – I recommend Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Yeah. Um. So – there are some things that that uh, I love about Sturgis, and there are some things that I'm always like, ah, it feels like you're kind of picking on people. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, he doesn't like the Grant Woods model. Okay. Um, Grant Woods is growing deer TV. Um, okay. But I love both of those guys because of the things they make you think through. Right. And, like, one of them is almost like ag land scale, and then you have Jeff Sturgis who's like, you got 40 acres, you got 10 acres, how are you going to make yeah. this better? So, like, man, their stuff is great. I'm a – freaking nerd so we'll have to check that out after about management
0: we'll talk about see well that's what i'm excited about is i'm going to do a it's kind of late in the season so we're not going to plow it all up and all that stuff yet uh i am going to get a bush hog and i'm going to throw a it's whitetail whitetail institute oh thank you whitetail (laughs) institute no plow yep so it's kind of like a mix of everything but Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that some of it will take and so we have the people who hunted it previously looked like they cut some timber, I don't know, that they weren't supposed to. I don't know if they did or not. But anyways, there's some random half-acre lots That's out wonderful. there. I say lots. Plots. Thank yeah. you. Half, exactly. Half-acre is all you need for bow hunting especially. Yeah. Because I can, have, I can be on one corner, might have a little corn out on one side, but the rest of the food plot, pulling them to me. And, it, and two, I like half-acres because the deer feel a little safer. Mm-hmm. If you've just got 200 yards by 200 yards of field – the likelihood of that deer in the daylight to get in the middle of it is probably zero. Right. You know, and they just like the outskirts, so it feels tucked in is what I feel like. That's that's
1: considered a destination plot that you go to at night, whereas the half acre is more of the kill plot. Correct,
0: correct. So there's like four of these half acre plots, uh, and then there's one large larger lane that's that i'm going to hopefully plant the whole thing for rifle so if somebody comes and just wants to rifle hunt boom there's your spot right there you got to go there yeah you know um and the rest of us will just go around to these plots or um but anyway so i'm fired up about that getting to bush hog and i think i'm gonna go the no plow yeah good old whitetail institute no plow and like that that stuff gets me giddy man i'm excited to see what that's about uh, but half acre to me, it, it, like I feel like that's just right. Yeah, right. That's a great size. I mean, like you said, it's the kill plot.
1: I've planted as small as a sixteenth of an acre for a little kill plot. Uh-huh. Just trying to get them. If I know they're already working through an area, yeah, that might pull them forty yards closer to me. That 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 puts them in bow range. Yeah. So that's all that's all you're trying to do with those.
0: Man, speaking of pulling them in, well, that's you know you're talking about managing ten or forty acres or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 260 acres that we're getting to hunt. It has some hardwoods in it, but I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know exactly how much I want to be able to basically house a deer. Yeah. I want to be able to house a monster. I want that dude to stay here. I want him to get, you know, I want him to eat, drink, bed, and chase mm-hmm. all on these 260 acres. Yeah. So how can I do that? So I'm taking, I'm basically putting a plot in every corner. Mm-hmm. In the north corner, west corner, you know, so there's southern. There's going to be a southern plot, one on the east. And then there's one smack dab almost in the middle. I'll show it to you after this. And mm-hmm. in, in in hopes of basically creating a high fence without a high fence. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, do not go over there. There's nothing – the grass is not greener across the creek. Yeah. You know, stay with me.
1: Well, I'll tell you, this is – and this is the Jeff Sturgis stuff. And, yeah. like, man, if – You you got me on a topic, like, we could do a series of podcasts on just this. Mm. Um, That's something that Sturgis is big on is, like, you don't have to keep that big buck there from February to September. Yeah. Let him go wherever he wants to go. Yeah. But you want to have the place that he wants to go come fall. Well,
0: it's funny because, like, I would think that you'd want him there. I mean – I, I'm looking at planting stuff in the spring and stuff too mm-hmm. to keep them there. You know, some protein type stuff that yeah. dies off in July or, you you know, maybe it's peas yeah. you know, or some beans or something like that that dies off in July and then kicks back. We'll keep back up with something else. But it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You just want him there now. Right. You want him to be – he can go and do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But when the food's there, that, hopefully that brings him there. Yeah. And, you know, during season, that's – and it's like the corn I put out in this random eight point shows up eight days after. Yeah. You know, like I know he's not thinking about does right now, but I am thinking that he's like, There's other deer here. Yeah. It must be okay. That's what I'm smelling, mm-hmm. you know, and boom, there's this corn here. So I'm gonna hang out here for a while.
1: Yeah. Biggest thing for those for those bucks is um like you think about in the the summer as they're growing their antlers. Their antlers are real tender, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of, um, uh, oh, my gosh, what's the word, blood vessels yeah. that are right there exposed. Yeah. And so it's real painful if they're in, like, real brushy stuff. So yeah. if you think about, like, a two-year-old clear cut, like a buck ain't going to be in that in the summer because all those thorns and stuff going to wrap on his antlers Correct. and it's going to hurt. Go but um, whenever it comes to fall and he's hard-horned, now he can get in those areas. Right. And so it's like, okay, what – for the makes hunter sense. for the hunter you're thinking uh, what does this buck need in the fall and i you know i would look at the whole mile around you so like one square mile minimum probably even go as wide as five miles because mm-hmm. you can pull bucks from a long way away right and so you're looking at okay in the fall what does he need he needs good food he needs good security and he needs to know that there is not pressure in that area. And mm-hmm. so, like, and there's a, this other factor is that big bucks are more isolationist in their approach, whereas those are herd mentality. Bucks don't want to be around anything else until it's time for them to chase. Fact. Exception of, like, bachelor groups in the summer. Right. Once that testosterone kicks in, man, they're a whole other animal. Right. And so you're designing your property to go, in the fall, this buck is going to want this, this, and this. How do I provide as many of those needs as I possibly can? And how do I, if there's a a need he's got to go somewhere else for, Mm -hmm. how do I try and make him do that at night?
0: I was surprised to see that this, uh, again, uh, I'll just show the picture of the buck on here right now. It's a pretty good eight. Uh, He's probably three-and-a-half-year-old deer, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Young to have this big of a rack uh, and to look this healthy. You're going to shoot him if you see him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to smoke them. I'm going to lay him down.
1: Don't walk out there, dude. I dare that deer to walk out there. Hey, what is what is our motto here? I don't know. Is, I'm going to kill the deer? No, that's no. going to
0: be my motto. That's my motto.
1: If it's brown, <laughs> it's down? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you have in-buck shaming. Yeah. But we are oh, the, yeah. the most average of hunters. Man, I'm just... If you,
0: if you could see the deer, the biggest deer I've ever killed, it's a really bad seven point. I'll be honest, it's bad. And by the time I really started getting to where I should shoot better deer, I started duck hunting. Mm-hmm. So, and I've killed every species of duck, you know. I've killed some great ones. But now I'm switching back to whitetail. And yeah. if that dude walks out, he's going to be skull mount right here. Okay, <laughs> yeah. not, maybe not right here, but somewhere.
1: shlock him like Tim Wells. Oh,
0: dude, I'm going to smoke him. But anyways, <laughs> back to that. I was surprised to see that he had a little four-point with him. Yeah. And they were just kind of hanging out. So that made me think he was young. I was like, I bet, you know, he's still... Because you are right how the big bucks ha- are isolated most mm-hmm. of the time. They don't travel in freaking packs mm-hmm. most of the time, I feel yeah. like. Uh, you know, and those are her m- mentality.
1: I was watching a video um, yesterday, and it was looking at the, th- that, that specific thing that you just referenced, yeah. how the big bucks don't typically have other young bucks with them. Right. But what's interesting is whenever you have areas where there are a lot of older bucks they hang around with their peers. And so part of it is just the fact there's like that four point and that eight point, maybe one of them's a two and a half and the other one is a year and a half or maybe right. it's a three and a half and a two and a half. Right. But one of them's not a six-year-old and the other one's a two-year-old. Correct. And so it's, it's like high school. That's just what I'm about with to seniors, say. Yeah. They yeah. ain't going to hang out with the freshmen. If there's other seniors around, they'll pal together.
0: God, when did we get so smart?
1: Dude, I think, think, think you're watching some... other people.
0: No, and I think it's when you joined us. I'm when you sure joined on this year, you got a lot. I'm going to be honest with you, dude, you used to be real dumb. Man. But, I man, that. <laughs> now,
1: now that you hang out with me and Jacob and Travis, dude. Man.
0: Dumb smart.
1: I tell you, man, that's something. This year is going to be a big challenge for me. Yeah. Because I have been a private land guy for so yeah. long. Like, I've hunted some public land. Even from the time that I was in high school, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. No idea. you got to do a lot of thinking. My dad worked on Fort Polk WMA. Yeah. And he was, he was a contractor out there, and I'd say, hey, Dad, where are you seeing deer? And he'd go, go over here, go in this far, this is where yeah. I've seen them. I'm going to drive in. And I'd go in, and I'd see deer. Yeah. But, like, I didn't go out there, and I wasn't looking for rubs right. and scrapes yeah. and what oak tree has acorns, which ones don't, and yeah. where are the red. Like, No, I wasn't doing that at 18 yeah. years old. But as I've gotten older, I have – even on private land I've put a lot of the public land things that I've learned into practice. Mm-hmm. And so it's been like this mm-hmm. baby step training ground to here I am this year, I'm gonna be hunting predominantly public land. And right. so I'm finally putting all of this into real practice. Right. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda scared about it. Like I'm we're the kind of people that we eat deer meat all year long. Right. That offsets our food bill. We're not like broke by any means. Right, yeah. Uh we my wife and I both work, we're both college educated and we have we make a good living. Yeah. But I mean this is how we live our life. Right. And so I've got to put meat on the ground. Yeah. And I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to be able to kill a few pigs. Right. But no 100%, on a decent no. deer. That's going to be a whole nother game.
0: Whenever so we've only been on me and Travis cuz we were going to we still are going to do this team thing which you guys will ultimately win.
1: Um <laughs> my my I'm not going to lie. In the back of my head, I'm doing all this scouting, and I'm like, one, I know Tyler and Travis are not scouting near as hard as nope. I am. I'm at home looking at maps all the time. Yep. But in the back of my head, I'm going, those sorry sack of craps are going to sit up somewhere, basically in each other's laps on the ground, and some dumb doe is going to walk right and we're by we're going to curb stomp. No, we're not going to curb
0: stomp the deer. Hold on. We're going to shoot it.
1: <laughs> and I'm <gonna> be so <laughs> humiliated as an individual. I'm going to take that personally.
0: <laughs> I'll say this, though. We've only filmed one. Travis goes out there a lot. Oh, okay. We've only filmed one uh, scouting trip, and Travis is going out there a couple times by himself or oh, with a, Travis, a friend. Man. Yeah. Now, he, he, with this one WMA mm-hmm. in North Louisiana, he basically wants to know it inside and out for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be like, hey, this is where I kill ducks, this is where we've seen pigs, and this is where I've seen deer. And that's what
1: most people need to do, figure yeah. out one place that well.
0: Yeah, and so he has put, I called him was three weekends ago. I was out of town or something because he sent me a picture. And I was like, where are you at? And he was like, you know, uh, at this certain place. Let me see if I got, he was at, uh, I censored that so nobody could hear it. So, I mean, he's trying to figure it out in and in and inside and out, and he's fired up about a couple spots for opening day of duck. He's opening, you know, or opening day of bow. But the spot we went to, we it's a long ways back. Yeah, because you can't drive an ATV through there uh, unless you're going to get the game, unless you're going to get your deer. Mm-hmm. And me and Travis will walk. I mean, we're used. To, if you're a duck hunter, mm-hmm. duck hunting gets you ready for this private land deer hunting. There, ain't, there won't be a walk-in that will be as tough as I've ever walked duck hunting. Because when you're walking duck hunting, you've got waders, uh, decoys, guns, and you're walking through water, and it's miserable. Yes, it is. But for bow hunting, I've got so a I bow, a backpack, hunt. and I'm walking on ground. I'm walking on <laughs> dry ground. So, yeah. like, it's going to be much easier. But what we found on that one video is we went to a back, back little area, and – We liked that you could see, that you, the human, could Mm. see. Mm. So if there's a deer laid up 100 100 yards away, they were clearly laying up in there. I could maybe see her or see him Mm. before she saw me. But probably not going to happen. But what we also liked, and I kind of want to talk about this with you, is that there were um, almost trenches, not a creek, but like a stream when the water gets high, a little runoff, and it had created basically –
1: Intermittent stream. Thank you,
0: an intermittent stream, and it had created this great place for bucks or deer to walk through. Mm-hmm. To where, when they're walking, it is just a tad lower, but it makes them feel yeah makes them feel safer. That's and a like key feature. Oh yeah, and they. I mean, I know they love w- walking creek beds and stuff too. Um, but I talked to my uncle about this, and I said the same thing. I said, dude, anytime I find one of these in my entire life, it's like the deer are smart. Nature has made us this trail. We're going to use it. Mm-hmm. Don't be dumb and jump through the briars. Let's just take this old creek. Yep. And he said, and this is free, if you're listening in 30 minutes in, you deserve this. Uh, very experienced hunter, my uncle is, game warden, yeah. uh, knows a lot. He likes early season to hunt creeks. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you've talked about it too, is that creek, water, they know nothing is coming from there. There's usually vegetation right next to it. Then, they, if they can lay up right next to that, or maybe they lay up in the vegetation near the creek, mm-hmm. eat right outside of it, go right back. Mm-hmm. That's where the big guys like to hang out. Right. Because it's easy. They're lazy. Yeah. They're fat and they're old.
1: What I, it was that first scouting video, I get, well, I guess it was the second one, the one that didn't do well. Uh-huh. Um, which is insane because yeah. I, th- I thought it was, uh, as far as content. 21. It was the a great video. One, so it was a great better. video, yeah. Um, but went and found some spots, and, and it has, like, there wasn't a ton of fresh, fresh sign. Yeah. But it has everything that I think a deer is going to want come deer season. Yeah. So there is grass that's about waist high, so they can bed in that. And that's kind of the double-edged sword of those places you can see open. Right. Like you might be able to see right. one if he's up. But they also might have their head on you, Correct. and you had no idea, and they're gone. Correct. But there's some areas like that that they can bed in. You know, three-foot-tall grass, yeah. a lot of vegetation that's like actual browse that's mm-hmm. close to it. There's a legitimate creek that's always running. Yeah. And then there's also an intermittent stream that inter- intersects it. Yeah. And then right where all those things come together, there are two oak flats in the middle of a bunch of area that is just lowland habitat. Yeah. It's not oaks. So when those oaks start to so fall, the spot, and I, I have a camera there now, specifically for like I knew September I'm not gonna get many pictures at all here. Right now I have already gotten a picture of a few different does. Is it a cell camera? Yeah, sweet. Uh, a few different does. Yeah, if I'm if I'm a mile and a half, two miles back, and I don't, even know when I gotta go pull a card. Yeah. Um, one decent buck and then some hogs that yeah. have come through, uh, and one of the fattest coons I think I've ever seen in my life. Shoot him, man! We got some trophy Cut trophy em. raccoons over here. Yes um but i think in mid-october when all of our acorns really start to drop that place gonna light up
0: i'm fired up about it there i am saying fired up again but i am excited i'm excited about watching y'all honestly i enjoy the heck out of just watching and then hearing about your trips Uh, i'm excited to see travis fail because travis i don't think he shot his bow yet it's Uh. september 5th i don't think he's i don't think he shot it since june and I keep what? telling him, I'm like, Travis, you need to get out there and shoot, man. man. Even if you're only shooting from twenty, just be able to kill a deer at twenty. Man. Now I will say I now I just got a bow last weekend or whatever it was. Man. I'm only shooting at twenty right now. Yeah. So and I told my wife, I said, like, I need to get out tomorrow. I'm gonna shoot one more day at twenty. Yeah.
1: You gonna you gonna say I got a new bow and not tell the audience that's in here thirty five minutes in? what
0: adapt bear adapt it's nasty oh. it's a great it's i enjoy it so that'll be that'll be another video look for that review video coming soon but yeah i gotta start getting out there and start shooting at 30, 20 40 mm. i want to shoot up to 60 yeah because those half acre plots i want to be able to shoot almost to well i want to shoot across it yeah half acres about 50 by 50 yeah it's about so i want to be able to shoot across it when they step in that bad boy yeah because if he's a monster, I'm shooting
1: him. <laughs> hey, no hesitation. Yeah, man.
0: Boom. Done.
1: <laughs> Aim low if he ducks. We yes, did him. Yes,
0: Fired up about that. Uh what a great white tail talk. Let's go right into we're at thirty five minutes, so let's go into our leaky waiters. Okay. You said you have a great one, so I'll let you start.
1: <laughs> Do you want me to start with the other one? Yeah. What the, the first no, one? Oh <laughs> no.
0: Go with the go with the screen time appropriate one.
1: <laughs> All right. So um like I said, I I hunt. Most of the meat that I eat every year. Yeah. And so, um, like two weeks ago, I made 35 pounds of summer sausage and breakfast sausage. How was that? was uh, that? Hey, it turned out great. Um, but last year, I shot a sow and uh, I turned her into some link sausage. And Is so, it? what?
0: Not really a fan of link sauce.
1: Not a link sausage again? I'm thinking
0: of like, maybe I'm not thinking of the right thing.
1: I'm thinking like, like smoked link sausage. Oh yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. I'm thinking
0: of like red nastiness.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, different thing. Sorry, Sorry. I apologize for for confusing you on that. Even putting that in my brain. Thanks yeah. a lot for that. All right, man. All right, continue. Trauma. Sorry. Uh, so, um, I have cooked some of this sausage all throughout the year. So the other day, I thaw out um, some elk roast from elk that I shot a while back. And humble brag. Hey, you know, I'm not going That was one of the sad story. One of the luckiest things ever. Yeah. So, it was September of 2020, so this this elk needs to be eaten. Right, like yeah, now. it needs to hurry up to be eaten. Yeah. Um, it was Labor Day. So, dude, two years. Two years, man. Happy anniversary. Wow. We had gotten... Uh, snowed out of an area in Colorado, we're hunting over the counter, which is, can be super frustrating with the number of people. Mm-hmm. So we bounce to like this one unit that's over the counter that doesn't have snow forecasted the next day, which would be labor day. We drive overnight, get there at 1am, sleep in the trucks. We wake up late. It's like eight o'clock, leave the trailhead. We hike, we, we hike six miles, 2000 vertical feet up Jeez. back to an area. And we're not even where we want to be at yet. We're still on the main trail. And so we decide to get off the main trail, bus brush as we, to like not drop elevation again. Anyway, basically cut off two miles, but through some thicker area. Yeah. And so we go, I don't know, quarter, half mile along this area. And I just smell, and I go, I I smell elk. And I turn, I look at my buddy DJ, and I was like, You smell it? He said, Yeah. So there's a group of five of us. And I stop, and I look down, and I don't know, 200 feet below me in this little open area is a bull elk and he i mean he's he's not a stud by any means yeah. but he's legal yeah and so i'm up for shooter and i go down there i, I make my way i mean it's a probably a 45 degree downhill yeah. if not a little steeper and uh anyway my buddy dj drops off the back side of the ridge i'm on the, the strong side of it with the elk he does a little bit of calling just enough to pull him in And i end up shooting this elk at 47 yards i was drawn for two minutes Oh, and I'm goodness. starting to shake. I'm in the yeah. wide open. I'm yeah. like, look, both these guys passed on shots already, yeah. and they didn't come out with an elk. I'm letting this thing fly. Yeah, so like, not the most ethical of shots, right? But I'm shooting my shot here.
0: Yeah,
1: aim for there's a uh-huh. there's a shot right here where you can shoot them right through the heart, yeah. and I hit just a little high, and I got his jugular and his carotid. And I mean, it's like something from like 300 <laughs> blood going. Uh, and so I end up killing my first bull elk. But Anyway, it's a great story. I never hey, heard it. Dude, it was sick. Yeah. So that day, we went six miles back, 2,000 feet up, shot an elk that day about 1 o'clock. I had to walk him back. Packed him out, went right back down the mountain. That's pretty sick. Man, it was. That's a great story. And then we got snowed out the rest of the week. Eesh. It's great. Um, but anyway, thawed out some elk steaks. Yeah. Had them marinate the night before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook some sausage with this. And so I pull out some of my sausage the day of, and here's where the story goes wrong. I'm going to smoke the sausage. So it's right now it's just raw sausage. Right. Put it on the smoker, set it up 275 degrees, and I have it on there for about an hour and 15 minutes. It's just making me hungry. And uh, I grill uh, my elk steaks, pull them off, and I'm like, all right, let me get the sausage off, so grab it. Me and my wife eat. It's It's delicious. Yeah, I, my my little baby girl, she's seven months old. I cut a piece of elk steak for her. And she's like sucking on the elk steak. Oh, th- I saw said, that oh, post. Dude. That's what I'm talking about. It made my heart happier yeah, than anything uh-huh. in the world. My baby girl likes elk. Yeah, and uh, so I'm, I guess it's about two in the morning, and oh. Jesse said, "Man, I'm nauseous," and she starts throwing up. Oh, and I was like, "Oh no!" She had some Kroger sushi for lunch, and I was like, "This ain't it's gonna the, be good for you."
0: Yeah, it's the Kroger sushi. <laughs>
1: yeah, four a.m. I wake up, and I run to the bathroom, and from at 4 a.m. I throw up, and from 4.30 to 2 p.m., I did not go 15 minutes without chunking my guts up. I mean, there's nothing left in my stomach. I'm throwing up bile. Uh, uh. I'm supposed to play uh, guitar and sing yeah. at our pastor's sister-in-law's wedding, uh, wedding funeral. Yeah, uh, Much different thing. Much different. <laughs> <laughs> much different. God. Uh, I'm supposed to do that at like 11, and I call him, and I'm like, hey, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't make it. Like I can't stand up without throwing up. Turns out, I guess I did not cook that pork sausage enough. Maybe it got up to like one forty, 140, one forty-five instead of one sixty, 160, one sixty-five. Yeah, you think? And I, I'm so used to doing it. Like yeah. I've done this so much. You didn't stick a thermometer. In I, it. I didn't. I didn't. And boy, did I pay the price. Yeah, no kidding. And so I spent all day Saturday. I mean, it, I have. I haven't thrown up like that. I, since I was a little kid and I had food poisoning that time. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely awful. Huh. And so the best news out of that is my baby girl is not old enough to where I would give her sausage because she could yeah, choke so you on did it. give it to her. She did not get it. So she was and good. so my wife and I are both down with food poisoning all day long, and we're, like, Shh. doing our best to take care of each other. Yeah. And my wife is a stud. Right. Okay? She didn't eat near as much of sausage as I did. Yeah. And so it didn't hit her quite as hard. But she was a dang trooper and took care of Ugh. me all day. But yeah, that's my leaky that's way to food poisoning that's two tough. days ago. You think
0: that's what food poisoning is? Yeah. Like you're saying that's food poisoning? There's
1: there's different kinds of food yeah. poisoning. You could get something like
0: that's too old. Yeah,
1: yeah, something too old and spoiled. That's one type. Right. Um, you have the kind where it's undercooked and you get a pathogen. Uh, you can also there's different types of food poisonings, even within that. So like undercooked bear meat or pork. Like sometimes you can get uh, Trichinosis or trichinellosis, yeah. whichever one. Steve has says trichinosis. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't show up till two weeks later, and you just have the worst diarrhea ever. <laughs> and you don't know unless you go get tested.
0: You want to know about diarrhea, you just ask Jacob. <laughs> okay. He's been eating clean. He's doing much better. Uh,
1: my leaky waiter
0: is... So Jordan caught wind of the Bernice land. Ah. Uh, Oh, wow, I said Bernice, but of the land that I'm going to be hunting. And we had said all year that we we're going to hunt private, like opening day, me and Travis are going to go private land, or excuse me, hunt public. Public land hunting, uh, just whenever, whenever we can. Uh,
1: I would almost encourage you not to hunt public land on opening day. And go there? Opening day's a Saturday, and yeah, everybody say, and their brother's going to be out. Yeah. I'm I now almost going to say go that. That was kind of
0: dumb. Anyways, I can talk about that with Travis. So we're going to hunt some public land. I don't have a ton of places to go around my house. This place that I've, we have acquired now is way off. So it's like a whole trip. you got to bring a tent. And uh, so I said that to Jordan. My leaky waiter for the twice now of the 11 episodes is Jordan-based. Uh, Jordan just ragged me. And he was like, oh, you're never going to hunt public. You're never going to do it, man. You're never going to hunt public. I was like, yes, I will. I promise. I'm going to do it. Oh, you guys are selling out. We're going to win. It's going to be so easy. Whatever. So my leaky waiter is just having to hear him reference that via text message in our group, or uh, just him telling me that I'm going to be a private-only snob. So which <laughs> hey, I'm okay with, which he, I
1: invited y'all to. If he calls you a private-only snob, ask him and this is I think this might be the biggest point of contention in Jordan and I's relationship right now is why do you have to have an ozonics unit in the tree with you?
0: Oh, the Ozonics unit in the Garmin site. Ozonix unit and the Garmin site, both would put me out of a lot of debt. If he if he would let me have those and I could sell them, I could pay off a little bit of debt I have and would really change mine and my wife's life. Uh, we love Jordan. We absolutely love Jordan. Yeah, we like Jordan. I wouldn't go love. I'm Ooh. kidding. I love Jordan, but I like messing with him just as much as I like talking to him. So, but I'm excited, man. All this talk, this has been. I've never been this excited about deer hunting. I think. Mm. And it's because we have a little challenge going. It's all it's because of um, the new land that we have. It's because of my new bow. Like, I'm just fired up. I'm excited about yeah. it. Um, and with every episode, I feel like we've always gotten back to this. But if you have any questions, we may not be the guys to, that can answer them. Probably not. But we probably know somebody that can That's the whole reason we have this podcast. We are supposed to have uh, Mr. Todd Wooden on from Simmons – Sporting Goods, Archer Department, couldn't make it. Uh, got tied up last minute, but he will be on next week. So he promised. Actually, I don't know if he promised, but I'm going to make him promise. So be looking for that. That'll be next uh, Tuesday. This yeah, because this one will come out yeah on Tuesday the sixth. So check that out next week. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave a comment on YouTube. Then go over to Spotify, play and like it there. Then go over to Apple. Apple Podcast, do it there. Mm-hmm. Then go to TikTok, do all that. Then watch all of our
1: videos on repeat on YouTube, just over in the background. and over
0: <laughs> until we get to four thousand watch hours and we get monetized, and I can quit my day job. <laughs> I'm kidding, not kidding, boss. Anything before we go?
1: Hey, we just appreciate you guys listening. Hey, this is a dream to be able to do anything like this. You just know, to talk professionals, hunting. but it's awesome.
0: I'm a professional. You have another job other than this? Oh, dude. Uh Oh, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Go to church.